1: Hello this is Chris Cooper and wonderful to be back with you for yet another week and uh, today on the Business Elevation Show we're going to be talking about how to write and publish a book with my guest today Sue Richardson. Uh, But before we join uh, Sue I would like to say a big thank you to my guest uh, last week, Gavin Preston, who was talking to us about business strategies for success. And uh, Gavin's someone who's really out there making a difference with lots of organizations, and the content in there was was great. So if you want lots of ideas on how to uh, improve success within your business, then do listen to that recording. Now, this week, I had the pleasure of running a masterclass in Cardiff, Wales, about how to elevate your business with online radio. However, whilst catching the lift, I found myself amongst the Australian rugby team who were staying at the hotel and playing Fiji the following day. Uh, while in the lift with these guys, I asked one of the players, um, who was turned out to be called Tafu Palota Now, um, I said, are you feeling lucky? He grunted, we don't need luck. I said, I guess we all make our own luck, don't we? Yes, we do. And I guess it's probably the same. When it comes to writing a book and publishing it, perhaps we can sometimes land lucky put aside up. However, to do this well like being a great rugby player it requires a lot of work and a lot of commitment and probably uh, luck doesn't come into it and by the size and the sheer power of those guys you know, those, they had certainly been uh, working very hard uh, for this World Cup tournament So have you got the desire to write a book? Or perhaps you've written one before and you want to do an even better job next time round? But How do you best write a book? How do you then get your hard work published? And how do you elevate your business by reaching the audience who might want to buy it? Welcome to the complex and mysterious world of books. And as someone who's been on this journey, and I'm still learning all the time, I I thought it was time we explored this important way to elevate your work on the show. And I'm therefore delighted to welcome someone who can help. Now, since she was a small child, my guest and friend, the very lovely Sue Richardson, has been mad about books. For years, she worked as an editor, mostly freelance, for other publishers before deciding to take the plunge and become a publisher herself. She's published books in most non-fiction genres, including cookery, design, crafts, as well as books on personal and business management. In recent years, she and her team have also provided book production and packaging services for small fiction houses. In 2008, her collaboration with home, Home Economist, uh, economist Stephen and chef James McIntosh led to the Gourmand World Cookbook Award for best series of cookbooks presented to James in Paris at the Comédie Française. More recent successes include acclaimed business books such as Win, How to Succeed in the New Game of Business by international speaker, a business guru and friend of this show, Roger Harrop, uh, Charismatic to the Core by... Another friend, actually, and former guest of the show, charisma expert Nikki Owen, and a jewelry bestseller by bead artist Melanie de Miguel. Let's Hubble. So, today we're going to find out how to reduce the pain and increase the pleasure of your book publishing journey. So, a big welcome to Sue Richardson. Thank you, Chris. Excellent. <laughs> Good to hear from you. Um, so, Great so, to be here. <laughs> so, Sue, um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about your story and about how you got interested in books?
2: (laughs) Well, um, my mum always jokes that, uh, because when I say that she taught me how to read when I was three years old, which is is literally the truth, she says, actually, I didn't teach you anything. You taught yourself. Apparently, they put a book in my hand and I was away from being a really very small child. I've just, I've loved books. Um, And, As the years went on, I I continued that love affair with books, ended up doing an English degree, and I suppose really the obvious choice was always going to be publishing, but for some reason the penny didn't drop until a little bit later, and I I ended up in a career in higher education, uh, which I left after having a very stressful job there. And finally, got it. <laughs> this was the <laughs> path I was supposed to have been on. So I ended up, of course, starting off in academic publishing um, as an editor. Really, starting as a proofreader and working my way up. And and loved the work, but found that the the content was dry and it was it was it was not really what I wanted. And I, it kind of went hand in hand with this. This crazy passion that I've had also all my life which is for for arts and crafts and that kind of thing and and I ended up realizing there was a bit of a gap in the market and there was a kind of a a kind of hole for a a resource for textile artists and so I thought well I know everything about publishing I'll just do it and so I created my publishing company uh, back in the 90s and uh, and off we went Uh, I soon discovered there was a bit more to publishing than I thought Um, but uh, but from then on it, it just grew from there and people started to come to us and we we started doing a lot of art and craft books to start with but then gradually business books personal development books and all the rest and the rest is history
1: wonderful well it sounds like know uh, we were chatting just before the interview about uh, the illustrator for my book uh, Hugh Aaron, who I met up in Cardiff this week and in you know, a bit like yourself you know Hugh had uh, enjoyed illustrating from a young age like you enjoyed reading books and then you also enjoyed art and crafts and what both of you seem to have done is you know from found out what you love doing and then worked out how to make a, a good income from it
2: I think that's right I mean it's like anything if you feel if you have a passion for it it's just so much easier isn't it you know you don't have to kind of force yourself I've just moved into a new space a new lovely uh, place in Bristol called Spike Island which is a lovely art space and we've got this fantastic bit of the building which has got a very high ceiling and I've put bookcases in there and we're going to just fill it with books and to be surrounded by books to be working on books I realise that's the kind of fuel for my engine you know it's really it really does um thrill me and it's it's lovely to to think when you when you're involved in something that you really love just how easy it it is in a way
1: I think it has Quite interesting. You're, you know, you love having those around you. I, I found myself going for a little while towards digital books, and now mm. actually I, I'm back to to hard copies, and I love them. Having them in my shelf around me, it uh, it feels like an extension of myself in some ways. Yes,
2: I know just what you mean.
1: <laughs> so, what is it? What is it that your company does for people?
2: So, um, we've really set ourselves up by listening to what authors need i guess authors really are our clients um and it, the thing about publishing these days is that a lot of people want to publish and can which is great there's many more opportunities to do so um but it, it's to be honest it's a bit of a minefield you know people really need to work out what it is that they they need to do and they want to do and and how do they do it and so really where we come in is we we offer publishing advice and consultancy to to help people work out most of the most of our clients are people who want to use a book to help them grow their business and so we help them work out how they're going to do that working on a on a strategy with them to make sure that the book ends up delivering what it is that they need. So it starts off with consultancy, but then we also have a publishing imprint. So we offer full publishing and production services under that. So that's all the design and the editing and all the bits that go into making a book happen. So if that's what they want, if they want an independent route, we can help them with all of that. And then the final piece of the of the puzzle if you like is is the distribution side of it so that's about getting the books out into the world um, whether that's actually selling books through the trade so that they're always in stock on amazon or that they're available in your bookstore or whatever um, or whether it's selling the rights to um, to other publishers, or you know, it's about actually getting that book out into the world. So it's from really it's from idea through to the book landing on someone's on someone's um, uh, mat, you know, when it, when it gets ordered at Amazon, or or in, indeed even in their Kindle or their or their other e-reader. Um, we're we're there to kind of provide the service to make that happen.
1: Well, you have articulated there the you know a process a, a journey and actually there there is quite a few different sections to it isn't there and I kind of wonder you know, without maybe the services of someone like yourself how, how do you see people often getting that book journey wrong
2: oh, and yeah
1: themselves it,
2: it, 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 it's it's not easy um I think one of the main things is actually seeing the need for that kind of strategic approach if you like that I mentioned that that actually understanding what it is that you want to have happen as a result of being a published author I'm really talking about your business type of author now or an author who wants a book to support their business I'm not really talking about fictional creative writers because that's in a way a whole different ball game but the way the people mostly that we work with I think where they go wrong is they've got great ideas in their heads they're usually trainers or speakers or consultants they're people who've got a lot of knowledge a lot of expertise a lot of experience and they got all this knowledge they know they've got a book inside them and they just get all their ideas out on paper and they bang it out and there it and and actually there's been a piece missing which is that piece which most business owners are really very good at or they learn how to be good at which is okay Where am I going? What do I need to get from this? What does my reader need to get? What effect am I going to have in the world by producing this book? And and what's then the best ways that I can do to go about getting there? So creating that strategic plan, how does the publishing fit with your business, um, and putting all the right resources in place, I think is key.
1: Yeah, because... It is, it is something that really does need uh, well, really well thinking through, doesn't it?
2: It does. It really does, and and you see so many people who who miss that piece, um, and perhaps and particularly kind of obviously self publishers because they they don't necessarily stop and ask for the right kind of guidance from people. And sometimes what happens is they end up with disappointment because the book doesn't hit the spot because actually they didn't really know what the spot was. Mm. Um, and so it, there's a lot to consider with book publishing. There's a lot to consider. You're creating a product. That needs to be marketed. You know, it's really in a way, I, I sometimes say to people, think of your book as on standing on its own as a really small business. You know, create create a business case for it. Um, treat it with professionalism, get the right people on the bus, as Jim Collins would say, and and actually put the put the put the team together that you need, put the put the all the right things pieces in place to make that book do exactly what it needs to do in order for you to achieve your objectives.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll talk about some of those elements a little bit later on in the interview um, but I wonder from your experience and you, you've obviously worked worked with a lot of people and we mentioned some names there in, in the introduction, um, how, how have you found a book can really help you to elevate your business in what sort of ways?
2: I think that It's a really good question, Chris. I, you know, gosh, there are so many ways. Where do we begin? I, I think that a book makes a fantastic platform from from where you can share your passion, as we've also been talking about your vision, um, your purpose, if you like. um, And That in itself is a tremendous boost for any business owner because to be able to share that with people who may not have come across you before, uh, you know, a book gives you a a very – it widens your platform enormously. Um, People seriously respect people who write books because they – you know, we all do it, don't we? I think there's that whole thing of – it. if they've written a book about it, they really must know their stuff. Yes. Um, they've made that effort. They've gone to that kind of those kind of lengths. And so I think it's, you know, and also you're helping people solve their problems by writing your book. So people will, um, you know, really admire and respect you. It gives you kudos and credibility in your field. It helps you to become the name that people remember the go-to person, if you like. Um, and it, I think if you're a speaker or a trainer or a coach or a consultant, that becomes really important because your book is helping you stand right out from the crowd. You know, it's it's um, it's crucial that you can kind of create a difference and the book helps you do that. I think that, oh, and for indeed for any business owner, really, um, it, it's a brilliant marketing tool Um you know, that it's got lots and lots of fantastic content right there. So, um, you know, the book itself uh, gives you added visibility online, uh, which is enormously important because these days Google Books pretty much puts books everywhere. And Amazon is one of the best search engines, uh, you know, that there is. Um, so it, it, it gives you greater visibility, greater kudos, greater credibility and help. And really, I you know, I can tell you so many stories about people who have actually, just they've come back to me and said, you know, they've doubled trebled their income because their book has opened so many doors for them. It's it's quite astonishing, really.
1: I, I was quite surprised a couple of weeks ago. I was at an event with there was uh, I think was about 120 people there, and uh, there was a, a little exercise going on about ask, just asking people to share on the tables what what they'd done this year that had maybe been a little bit different. And, and I pulled out a copy of my book, which isn't hasn't been published yet, but it was published in January. And I just uh, said, well, actually, I wrote this. And the next thing I, I knew was that um, I had a uh, – the people at the front were saying, you know, please share some examples. I had a microphone thrust in my hand, not having requested it. And I stood up and told 120 people and showed, showed my book. Uh, and I found myself almost like, a, you know, a little bit of a mini celebrity for the day. And it, mm. that really kind of brought it home to me, the power of, of a book, that's
2: fantastic. Uh, uh, isn't that great? Just, yeah, it, it, it does, actually. It, it kind of gives you a bit of celebrity status. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I think because a lot of people would like to write a book, but it they, you know, maybe they even start. Um, but they realize it isn't you know it's easy it's not as easy as they think it it might be and or or maybe they don't start because they don't think they will do it justice or whatever. And so when you do it, you know you do that's that purple cow thing that Seth Godin talks about it's it's that whole thing of being remarkable. you're doing something that most people don't do, and that's going to give you the edge for sure.
1: Yes, absolutely well we're going to go to commercial break now but after the break we're just going to check you know is book writing the right strategy for everybody and then we'll start to get in about how how best to work through this process so we're back with you again in just a couple of minutes
3: when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network
0: would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential
2: Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: Hi, it's Chris Cooper. I'm with Sue Richardson. We're talking about how to write and publish a book. And, and Sue, before we uh, we start getting into the process, just a, a, a quick question. How do you best go about, sorry, um, uh, is writing the right um, strategy for everyone? So that was the question I wanted to ask. But writing yes. the right strategy for everyone.
2: Yeah, that's right. I remember because you, you said that before. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um... I think the answer to that is yes, but actually it comes back to that thing we've been talking about, which is only if you have the right strategy, if that makes sense. In yes. other words, I've actually I, I put this to somebody the other day, that if you ask these three simple questions, which is, will I gain anything from publishing a book, is number one. Uh, will my readers gain anything from reading my book, is number two. And then three, can I create the energy the, the time the space the resources and all of those things that I need in order to get this job done and if the answer to is yes to those three questions yes it's going to be the right strategy for you but then you need to do the work to make the strategy to make sure still that it you're going to get what it is that you need
1: sure brilliant the, the one thing I've just noted as well is that for you know I, I noticed a little bit in myself is that um going through the process, I realized I'm probably not a natural writer, mm. uh, if, if I'm being completely honest. However, you know, I worked with somebody who was, so that worked really well. So actually, it was the right strategy to do it, but it didn't necessarily flow so easily from not the ideas, but just the eloquence in the in the, in the, in the written language. Um, so I wonder if, uh, if maybe the answer to that is actually you know, all those three questions, if you can tick all those, maybe you just get the help that you need if you're if you're not um that confident in terms of article writing perhaps absolutely
2: that's that's absolutely bang on and and i mean i do, i work with quite a lot of speakers like you chris and i A lot of speakers are not comfortable with writing. You know, they've got great ideas, great content, great original thought, all of that. But they're not necessarily particularly comfortable with writing, which is what's led them to be great speakers. So, you know, it's really true. You know, it's about getting the right. If you haven't got the right resources, can you get them? You know, what do you need to get in terms of help and support? And I know as we talk about, uh, as we, you know, go on talking further about how you might do it, you know, we'll, we, I'm sure we'll, we'll cover some of that.
1: So great. So how, how might you best go about writing a book?
2: Okay. <laughs> so the writing bit, and, and this is kind of in a way it's tricky because everybody is different. Um, but I really think that the best thing to do is to kind of have a very kind of honest self-assessment going on before you start, you know, just ask yourself really you know how how motivated are you how self-motivated are you um can you do this can you get the writing bit done by yourself or would actually it be a good idea to get a coach involved or a coach stroke editor because you can nowadays there's lots of people out there who are good book editors but also have coaching skills and we can point you in the right direction there Um, So uh, lots of people find that immensely useful. You create creating a schedule for yourself. So, you know, decide what's right for you. Can you do this book in a few weeks or do you need six months? Do you need a year to do it? Be realistic about that, the time it's going to take you back to the strategy a little bit think about it does the book really need to be very long I mean we are now we're doing a series next year called the authority series which is going to they're going to the books are going to be 10 to 15,000 words only that would never have been considered a few years ago but actually that if you write a really good concise pithy little business book of 15,000 words say that's more than enough for some people to read you know it, it, it with in these days in this day and age of 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 internet and and very short kind of time frame to to get this content into our heads a short book can be really good so think about whether you know if that's the case You know, maybe you can do this in a a few days off work. You know, not off work, but you know, outside of the business. So think about um, creating a a realistic schedule. Think about who you need to help to support you. Um, Start with a structure. I always say, get the structure done. I use a mind map. Other lots of authors I know use mind maps, but you know everyone's different um but make sure that you get the structure in in place before you begin um there's there's really no right way at all but but do just work be be good to yourself and make sure that you go into the process understanding what's going to work for you and what kind of support you need um the only other thing i would say as well is just one tip i've got about the writing process which i find quite um a lot of people find quite useful which is i think we've all got two writing heads i don't know when you were doing your book chris i know working with somebody else it's fantastic it can be fantastic because you can almost share the jobs you know in this way but i call it two writing heads and one writing head is the creative flowing um ideas head and it's the one where you know you just can't wait to get the words out on on the paper or on the screen and it's it's all flowing out of you it's all your your stuff and and that's that's fabulous but it may not be the tidiest or neatest or most beautiful in terms of writing style so then you've got your editor head and your editor head is tidy and neat and wants everything all organized and and sorted and readable and all of that Now, if you work with those two heads on at the same time, it can be very difficult because the editor head will be constantly nitpicking at the creative writer head going, that's not right. You're not saying that right. That's terrible English. Change that. You know, and all of that, you know, do I put a comma there? All those silly questions, which really are not particularly relevant at that stage. So my suggestion is keep the heads separate. It doesn't matter how you do it. You let your creative head have its flow. And then bring the editor head in later. It may be for an hour at the end of the day, or it may be that you do it on a separate day in a, def- a separate session altogether. But but don't let them fight each other.
1: I think that's really really wise. I'm, I'm just thinking through my journey. I think I probably spent you know a little bit more time in the creative headspace, and my my co author was uh, spent a little bit more time in the editor space. And I think we were most naturally in our flow and yeah we we you know we had to sometimes sort of r- resolve between us the best way to move things forward without uh, uh without having any any fallouts yes which worked really well but i think naturally you know I'm, I'm i'm more in that creative space and he was a bit more in the editor which actually when we discovered that and we between us and and it became clear uh was actually a really easy conversation to have and say, actually, you know, Chris, would you spend more time in the creative space, bringing the ideas, concepts, and connections, and I'll do more of the writing? Uh, and it was it was uh, a match made in heaven. <laughs> really isn't
2: that fantastic that's so great um because you know for co-authors to discover that 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 when that magic happens that's really really good um and and i think that on, on co-authorship i think it's wonderful if you can um if you can actually be aware of of each other's strengths from the start and work out what the best roles are for you to play again it comes back to almost like seeing the book as this little little business really you know who's going to do what who's responsible for what and then and and seeing what you know where your your strengths lie is a a great way to begin isn't it but if you're on your own as an author then just acknowledge that you will need to do both jobs um But try not to have them. I've known so many writers, so many people who struggle to write because they find that they can't get the stuff out on paper without this awful self-talk going on in their heads that it's not good enough. And that's that's never going to get the book written. It's better to let it just come out and then go back and tidy up and sort it out and make it better.
1: I read a quote. I think it was John Grisham, and he was saying that he, he said, "I don't actually. You don't actually write a book. You rewrite it." <laughs> because he said, uh, on average, you know, I rewrite a book seven times. Wow! Uh, and I thought that was quite interesting because you can think, you know, uh, I uh, one of my clients who'd got his book down in, in on paper. I said, am kind of finishing getting it down on paper," and I said, "I'm sort of like, well, actually, now the now the real work starts <laughs> Cause the, because yes. you do do a lot of uh, writing and moving things around, and that's right. And once you've done it, once you've been through that creative process,
2: indeed, absolutely. But I think again that comes back to you almost have that kind of second head, that not quite editor head, but the neater, more structural head. On when you do the structure, and that's yes. why I always recommend that people start by by do it, having a really good structure. Yes, because then you can play around. In that structure, you know, you can go into your mind map or your your outline, whatever you've used, and you can play around in that space. But you've got a kind of safe way of doing it. You know that what needs to be done, you know, and you're and you're you're exploring within that space. But but then you know, it's not going for a mad walk, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> which you're creative head could take you on if you're not too careful
1: (laughs) true so we're 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 starting to write this book now we've started with a formal structure but we're getting creative and I wonder at what stage then in writing the book should you decide on your your publishing options or intentions
2: yeah and that's that's a great question I mean I, I personally think ideally before you start actually um, and I know some people are quite surprised by that. Mm. But um, I think it's really important that you that you it, it comes back to that strategic plan that you make right at the beginning. The route has to be part of that. You need to understand what your options are. Um, you know, for uh, you know, is the book going to is the book likely to be commercial enough for a traditional publisher? Um And if so, that is going to influence the way the book gets written. Um, If, on the other hand, say you're a speaker and really you want a book to be, you know, the most impressive calling card that you can have because you want one to send to booking agents or you want one to send to, you know, your clients um, or to give to conference delegates or whatever it is. When you, if you traditionally publish, you might find that, the costs of buying those books from the publisher are quite high. So you may say to yourself, well, if that's what I'm really after. I'm better off going down an independent publishing route. So actually making that choice, really, it, it, you need to try to make it as early on anyway as possible because the, and the other thing actually is that traditional publishers really don't like you to send completed manuscripts to them anyway. They like to feel that they take on an idea and they they have some kind of influence over it. So quite often, certainly in the UK, I'm not absolutely sure how true this is, to be honest, in the US. But I think in the UK, the business publishers that I know of would all say that they would really prefer to think that you will have flexibility around your book. So if it's completed and finished and, you know, a publisher doesn't necessarily want that because it's a bit of a fait accompli. And I have worked with people who have got publishing deals, but they've had to rewrite their book. So you don't want to go down there. You don't want to do all that work and then find actually, for whatever reason, the way that you're publishing it is is actually going to mean that you've got to do the work again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we 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 found that our publisher is a is a US publisher, and they they did uh, we we sent ours as pretty much pretty much finished. Uh, however, they said there's a few too many chapters. Can you consolidate it down into about ten? I think it was something like that, which meant we had uh, two or three chapters that we had to somehow condense back into the rest of the book. I think it probably actually improved the book, if I'm honest. Um, uh, but yeah, it was a it was a fair bit of extra work to uh, to adapt that to uh, their request really
2: yeah sure and and you know you the, it's if you're going to be working in partnership with a traditional publisher you need to remember it's their product it's their. Um, they've got to make commercial sense out of that book you don't have to do that you don't have to do anything really after you've written the book and given it to them i mean actually they probably wouldn't take you if you were just going to walk off into the sunset they like to think that you're going to be very active in the in the promotion of your book but that that's not really the point you don't have to do it um they do they've got to make money out of that book otherwise they you know they don't have a business yeah. so you know it, it's very important to remember that they know their market really well probably a lot better than than any of us do um and that they probably most of the time will know what's right but you've got to remember that's what's right for them so that's the important bit I guess Chris isn't it that what we're saying here is that it depends on it goes back to why you're doing it in the first place and what you want it for and how you're going to use it in your business
1: those are really the you've articulated there some of the pros and cons really between publishing or going with a a more traditional publisher there's uh, the self-publishing I guess gives you more some more freedom and flexibility but the publisher publishing route perhaps gives you access to more people if you're not speaking to lots and lots of events Um, but you may have some you're giving away some rights aren't you to somebody else um, you
2: are indeed
1: You,
2: you you are absolutely that's exactly really the key um the key difference in a way is that you know you're you when you sign a contract with a publisher you are giving up your right to that content in terms of publishing so you you, that has to be right for you as well you know that's got to be the right strategy so and and if it isn't you need to think carefully about that I mean I've I work with people who I, I was with somebody the other day who said um you know, actually, uh, we think we're going to use this content for an online program um, and potentially, you know, um, some workbooks and all sorts. And so the independent route is probably going to be better for them because they don't want to be getting into awkward conversations with their publisher. Mm. Who's going to be saying, "Well, actually, you can't do that because we have the rights to that, not you." And it's one of those things that that I think first-time authors need to get their heads round is is that ownership issue. Um, And independent publishing obviously means that yes, you've got to find all the resources yourself, both in terms of people to help you and you know the the, the money, the finance, and all of that. Um, But you. But you do retain ownership. You retain total access to that content. So it's, it's all about what, what works for you.
1: We've just got about a minute, minute to the commercial break, but I just wonder, you know, there's a little conclusion that I might have come to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that actually there's an advantage of maybe having a published book because it gives you a platform and some kudos, but then also having some self-published books that you can, if you've got a network, that you can utilise and turn into products and things as well.
2: I think that's very a very good way of doing it. It could be a very good strategy for people. However, I would say that just I, I think it's difficult. Or, not, or You can't always find a home for your book with a, with a publishing company, mm. you know, with a larger commercial company. For all sorts of reasons, your book might not be commercial enough. That does not mean to say that it couldn't be produced very professionally and do the job it needs to do. So don't don't feel that uh, you know that would that might, that would be a great strategy if you've got one book that a, a publisher wants to take.
1: Yeah. yeah well' great. We're going to come back to um, after commercial break and we're going to find out how best to pitch to publishers. So'll we'll we be back with you again in just a couple of minutes.
3: From the boardroom to you Voice America Business Network.
0: Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. My guest this week was Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under President Clinton, Mr. Henry Cisneros, who will be here to talk about 13 trends which make investing in real estate in urban centers a sure bet. Don't miss Henry Cisneros this Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel.
3: together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time.
0: Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Programme one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you.
3: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network.
1: Hi, this is Chris Cooper. If you want to find out more about the shows that are coming up and my take on shows, we send out uh, a a monthly communication uh, if you just go to chriscooper.co.uk and you can subscribe to it there. It's completely free of charge. Um, So, uh, Sue, we were talking about uh, pitching to publishers. How best do you go about it?
2: Okay, do your homework is the best thing to start off with. Work out exactly who it is that you need to pitch to sounds a bit obvious but actually you know it's about looking at that your idea and who's who's got a list that your idea will fit into you know you what books do you yourself have on your shelf that's a good place to start yes um and and when you see a book that you think you know that's the kind of book that's the kind of title that you know that my book would fit in with that publisher then you can identify that publisher as being somebody um the We have a book in the UK which is really useful, which is called the Writers and Artists Yearbook, and it comes out every year and it lists all the publishers and all the agents and everybody in this book. I've been trying to find out the the same sort of thing in the States, and I'm sure there will be something similar. It's, you know, do your research, do your homework, go on the publishers' websites once you've identified them and download, download the author's guidelines. So... You know, prepare the proposal according to the individual publisher's guidelines. That's my my kind of key thing. But the next thing to remember is the pitch. Yes, the pitch is about the idea, but that's only a part of it. What an, a publisher really wants, they want an original idea and they want good content. But what they really want is they want an author with the right kind of attitude, the right kind of network, the right kind of platform, they love speakers, because speakers do all, you know, they sell books, effectively. Um, But other people do too. I mean, you don't have to be the reason publishers love celebrities is because celebrities sell the books for them. Mm. Because everybody wants them. Everybody, you know, people, people will buy your book, because they like you, and they admire you, and they respect you. And so, you know, the more people you have that like you and admire you and respect you, the more likely you are, and the, for the for you know to sell lots of books. And you need to make that case to the publisher. It's as important that you are showing how you will help promote the book. I would argue, as the actual book itself.
1: I know there is there is a, a guide by uh, a gentleman called Jeff Herman, who's actually my agent in the U.S. And he's he wrote the most successful guide on. How to um, how to pitch uh, and how to write a pitch um, for a publisher. know so it's a very big selling book over in the US, so you could Google that. Might be might be helpful.
2: That's brilliant, Chris. That's, yeah, excellent. Um,
1: so, what other people might you need to help you on this journey? You mentioned uh, agent in, in your reference with regards to the yearbook. You know, there are various people that might be necessary, aren't there?
2: There are. Um, Funnily enough, I think for most business books in the UK, and you and I have talked about this before, haven't we, that actually in the UK, um, you're probably unlikely to find an agent unless you are a big celebrity speaker or something. Um, But in the US, I understand it's much more common for agents to take on business writers. I think because really, quite frankly, it's because the, the market is that much bigger in the US. Um, you know, it is quite a small market in in um, in the UK. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I think I think in the US, I think you have to pretty much go through an agent to be taken seriously. Really, yes. That's yes. Impressive. Whereas
2: that's not so true for the business lists
1: here. It's quite uh, interesting. Yeah, it's quite interesting. You mentioned there about you know t- taking books off your shelf that you liked. When I we were looking for a publisher, I took two books off: um, "Tribes" by Seth Godin and mm. T. Harbeck's "Millionaire Mindset." They were both published by Piatkas Books, and mm. I happened to know Judy Piatkas, who sold the book business to Little Brown. So I called her, and she said, "You know, you must find an agent for the U.S., and that's the way to approach it." Um, Absolutely. So that's um, quite helpful. So, it's, it's, it, you
2: know, it's, it, it's that thing, isn't it, that it, it, there is a, it, it does depend slightly on where you are in the world um, yes. because that, that is very different advice. Uh, I just think Judy would have given you very different advice had you been looking for a, a UK publisher.
1: Well, that was a, my, my book is co-written with a US, is, is, is with a US author, uh, Dr. Stephen Levinson. So, you know, her, her opinion was the market's bigger over there. Yes. Find yourself an agent, get it published in the in the US, and then if it's successful there, then it will more likely attract publishers into the UK.
2: Absolutely. Europe.
1: So that's a strategy we took.
2: Yeah, a fantastic um, strategy it is and a great opportunity for you, I think. Um but I think in terms of other people, agents, yeah, you know, possibly, but but certainly um, you, you need to think about, um, it, it, again, um, if you're going to go down a uh, an independent route, you need to think about finding yourself a really good editor, mm. um, as we've talked about already, possibly a coach to help you get the book written. Um, and then if you go down the route of, of literally, you know, um, independent self-works, well, let's, let's call it self-publishing, so really doing everything yourself, you need to put the whole team together and that would be a copy editor or line editor as it's sometimes known, designer, typesetter, printer, someone to help you with the publishing administration, you need a distributor, you need, um, what else, you need a, a publicist, a PR agent um, it's it, it's like you know it is you know there we are again. It's like putting a whole team together uh, to help you make this thing work. But it's really important that y- that you get the right help on board.
1: I, I think I really echo that. I picked up uh, well, well, somebody sent me one of their books. I won't mention the title of it, but they'd they, it was a uh, the content of it actually was very good. Some really good helpful stuff in there. But it was absolutely full of typos. And it was they, they'd uh, got it, it was through Lulu or somewhere like that. Mm. Uh, and was it was getting getting printed, but for me the the too many typos after about the tenth typo, I kind of lost confidence in the book really
2: yeah it does it does that it's um it's not professional, you know, and even if you know what the person's trying to say, it's very difficult to read something when you feel they haven't applied enough care to it yes uh and you'll you kind of lose your faith in them, you lose your trust in them so it's so important that you get the right professionals on board to help you do all that because why why would you see it you've written it you're not going to see it even the best writers need editors you know there's no doubt about it and even the best even people who are brilliant at typesetting and doing all of that kind of thing they you always need proofreading at the end to pick up on those final last things that glitches that get through Uh,
1: it's astonishing isn't it We, we we've went through our book a number of times and then an editor came back with uh, a load of changes and suggested we went through the book again and we found another fiver. <laughs> five Yes, and It was uh, backwards and forwards and you, you become blind to it, don't you?
2: You do, you do. And and that's why we always use, we have a, two, a double process. So, uh, I mean, sometimes triple, but in terms of once the manuscript is finished, we have a copy editing process which which effectively should pick up any mistakes there. But that's done on the manuscript. But then when it's all typeset and finished and ready, virtu- you know, the the page proofs are created, we then have a proofreader do the whole thing again. And it, you'd be amazed because those that fresh pair of eyes at the end, and it's very important that that, that person is a different person, you know, they pick up on things that other people haven't seen because our noses have been too close to it. Yeah. So it's yeah.
1: And how do you? I want to need to sort of move on. to mindful of the time. Mm. How do we reach the right readers and build a marketing com- campaign?
2: Yes. Well, this is a very big question, Chris. And we've got probably not enough time to scratch the surface. But it's really important these days. Obviously, most books get sold online, so um, you know it's really important that the book is visible um, both on your own website and or even have a book uh, have a website built specially for the book. Um, we do that quite often with authors um on amazon obviously very important and on amazon there's all sorts of things that amazon provide that help you promote your book so creating an author profile page and all of that kind of thing um is very important using using social media has become an absolutely crucial part of the of the package now um And also to start on the social media side of things several months before publication, if you can. So build awareness, build anticipation and excitement that your book's on on its way. The the Let's Hubble, which was the jewellery book that you mentioned in the introduction, um, sold 1,000 copies in three days um, for a very small market um, when we published it, and that was because for six months people had been sat there reading these posts on a on a Facebook group mm-hmm. that the book was coming, and it was it was the it was so exciting. And when they got, you know, it was just the whole thing has really kind of it was a bestseller on Amazon for three weeks, and that was I think a lot of it was to do with the campaign that happened before it was published. so those are very key things. The other thing I would say, particularly to business writers, to people who are writing a book for their business, is don't be mean with your book um give it away to the right people. so you know put copies of the post in put copies in the mail for people who you want to influence they will be chuffed bits you know it's it's a really um it's a really exciting thing to receive a book in in the mail it's a lovely present it's a lovely gift they'll be really impressed if they have time to read it they may well pick up the phone and get you to come and see them or whatever it is but it's you know give those books away don't don't be mean with your books Um, and um, lots and lots of other things. Think about the launch. Have some special launch offers and some pre-order packages to go with the book. If you're publishing with a traditional publisher, make sure you get into talk to their marketing department as early as you possibly can to talk about them about what they're going to do for you and how you can help them do what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and then you'll also understand what they're not going to do, which is quite important. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, lots and lots of stuff.
1: Excellent. We got we got just a a couple of about a couple of minutes. But any any views on actually then making money out of your books once you've you've yeah? Got to I, th- I
2: think this one's really important not to not to focus too much on book sales because book sales, no matter how successful they are, they're tiny margins in books, really tiny um it for for most people who are using a book to build their business it's not about selling lots of books it's about getting lots and lots of awareness of the book lots of visibility for the book and don't worry about the money that you're making or not making on the book just use the book um and you know people i you will get pr because of the book which will build your business um you'll uh you you know you'll get you people who you we all know that it's authors who get invited onto breakfast tv couches and radio shows and all of that use the book as a as a pr engine um and it will bring you lots of new opportunities
1: wonderful well about in about about a minute now i just wanted to ask you do you have any final messages that you'd like to leave us with
2: i have got um I have got something I want to say because we kind of we touched on it, but it's so important that what's really important is, is that you the impression you can make with your book is fantastic. We know that you mentioned the book with the typos in it and the way you went away feeling having not been able to complete reading that book. There is nothing worse than creating a book that's poorly edited, designed, printed or whatever because people will think the worst of you, not the best. So just whatever it is that you do, however you do it, do it in a really professional way and make sure that that book represents who you really are and then the book will will do wonders for you.
1: Wonderful. Well, Sue, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. I hope you've enjoyed uh, being on the show
2: i have very much chris thank you very much indeed
1: well I, I know a lot of people in my network talk very highly of you and your services so uh, i'll just give you uh, sue's details because it's sue richardson uh, at uh, sue richardson.co.uk That's right. Um, So you can check that out if you want some help with your book uh, publishing, uh, development of your book, that sort of thing. Then I know Sue is a great source. And interestingly, a couple of the guests on this show that Sue did happen to mention at the beginning – of uh doing the as mentioned in the introduction um so i just want to uh, say that if you've got any questions or feedback on this show please send them to me at chris at dot on next week's show we have chris Bezic and joe gerrity and we're talking about how to develop a culture of innovation so i'm sure that will be another great show uh, i w- hope you have a, a wonderful week in the meantime and once again a huge thank you to my guest sue richardson